I wonder, when you were a kid, did you used to go down the creek? Did you catch frogs and tatties? It's funny, I can remember doing it, of course. Now, at Stirk Park, back when Stirk Park, it was a creek before they sort of, you know, concreted things in and made it artificial. And we used to fall in there and it was great fun and you'd go home wet and no one would be seriously hurt. And I don't remember having one less friend or acquaintance who died as a result of us ever going down and getting that sort of dirty brown water uh, in the coffee jar, Maxwell House coffee jar, it would often lead the lid on and uh, eventually uh, there would be a death of a frog. Nonetheless, it was a very interesting experiment. It was fun. We got a bit dirty. Uh, did we learn things? I think so. You'll, you will have learnt more than me. Let us know. one three hundred triple two seven twenty. Because a lot of kids don't get that opportunity these days. And as we've taught many times, we live in fear of our children going near any open space where water might be or anything like that. But if they a part of the Ribbons of Blue program, something that their school might be involved in, well, then they've had an opportunity to do such, such things as get to know their wetlands. It's a federally funded program. Don't blame the state government on this one. This is not a 3% efficiency cut. But it's a federally funded program. It's been operating for 20 years, but it's going to close in September. And uh, something like 11 people will lose their jobs. A few will try and keep the program available but uh, they won't be able to have direct contact with the school. Now, we think this is pretty uh, pretty ordinary. So we thought we'd speak to the frog doctor, Johnny Profumo. Johnny, good morning to you. Morning, Jeff. I don't forget you get leeches on you as well. And, uh, oh, leeches uh, are terrific. Stuff, yes. um, and, and I think when we got leeches on us, we learnt a little bit about leeches and their role in medical history. And oh, so there's some value there. Yeah. But, but, but Johnny, tell me about ribbons of blue. Look, um... I well frogs and but I've I've seen I've, I know all the coordinators throughout the state. The ribbons of blue basically t- takes kids out of the classroom down to a wetland where they undertake this monitoring of what they call macroinvertebrates. And those macroinvertebrates are insects as such. Uh, in, certain insects have a aquatic um, part in their life cycle, and so you've got damselflies and and dragonflies and and midges and and things that we call pests, such as midges and, and uh, mosquitoes. Yes. So they go down and they monitor for these particular macroinvertebrates. And um, what comes out of that is that they can undertake on-ground activities to reduce or improve the quality of the, the wetland. Yep. Uh, and in turn, that reduces the pest uh, burden, such as um, mosquitoes. And then from there, you have less, you know, arbo, um, arbo-borne viruses and diseases, mosquito-borne diseases yes. in the community. And in turn, that teaches kids to nurture, uh, look after and become custodians of a, of a wetland. And then uh, the beauty of that is, is, is there's less vandalism in that area. Um, it, it's proven that kids that have exposure to nature have got high levels of concentration yes. and kids that are at risk, they take these kids at risk out into these wetlands and these different kind of bush areas, teach them that tools aren't for maiming and killing people, but, you know, axes and, and, and shovels and things are made for clearing out weeds and they're made for planting things. Yes. Hey, that's different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and John, is it fair to say, I know you've talked to kids for a long time about uh, about f- frogs and leeches and midges and <laughs> yeah. things like that. Yeah. Um, you can't show a kid a frog without them being delighted by it, can you? Oh, it's, I last 
every week I do that, and most of my most of my time is spent just showing kids uh, what a frog is, and 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 they and the, the amazing thing about our frogs are the, the the claws that they have, the eyes, the different eyes, and things like that. But the macroinvertebrates are uh, in the same kind of area. They're a lot of them are very sensitive to uh, environmental. Um, just the environmental condition of the area. Yes. And uh, kids' eyes light up when you put them under a microscope and you just show them what's going on. Geez, it's such a great outcome for both the schools uh, and society. Uh, now, I don't imagine this costs too much, but it costs something, Johnny. And we've got a spokesman uh, has commented uh, on behalf of the Federal, Federal Environment Minister Peter Garrett, and he says it was receiving funding under the Caring for Our Country program. Yes. Now, that releases new national priorities every year. The Ribbons of Blue program was not successful under those guidelines this year, but new guidelines for next year will be released soon, and they might be invited to submit a new business plan. Hey, you know what's going to happen there? They're going to they're come out and they're going to say, oh, let's, let's make a program like we had. And by that time, uh, they would have lost all of their practitioners. Yeah. And uh, they would it cost them a bomb to get it going again. Who can we get to run it? That's right. Why don't we ring up the 11 people who've lost their jobs? That's right. It's such a big picture project that people don't understand. I mean, it's 20 years. Could you imagine going and seeing those people that, uh, you know, the 20, 20 years on, they'd be 30 in their 30s. Yeah. Uh, regardless if they're uh, not into the environmental kind of trade, that would have built some kind of ethic into their into their everyday uh, running, the way they run. So it's not what it costs. It's actually what it saves yes. people yeah. and, and the society. You're listening to Johnny Profumo, the frog doctor, one three hundred triple two, seven twenty. It seems like another sensible, uh, well-loved, useful, environmentally sound scheme uh, is not going to exist uh, beyond September. As I say, if you ring up and you're cranky, please at least make the distinction this time that uh, this is not one we'll be ringing Colin Barnett about. It is one uh, more for the Federal Environment Minister, Peter Garrett. Uh, but Johnny Profumo, what's lost? I mean, is there an assumption that, that somehow or other there are other schemes doing similar things that schools can ring up somewhere and say, hey, take us down to the, take us down to the pond and show our kids what we should be looking for? There's nothing like this that's got curriculum outcomes. It's, it's set to school curriculum outcomes, you know, the framework. So, you know, by them, and, and what they're trying to say is that, oh, all this equipment is available to you teachers to actually run with it if you want to do that. Could you imagine school teachers have got enough on their plate uh, uh, to, they can't go out and learn all the things, all the uh, detailed information, underpinning information, uh, to be able to teach kids everything about uh, what they're supposed to learn about under this Ribbons of Blue. So um, uh, I think the state government, it could come... Let's add it to the list of things to be discussed at Cabinet today, Johnny. Uh, well, I'm saying to the Water Minister, uh, Graham Jacobson, I plead with you. I think that there's... I'm not, I'm not a beneficiary of this, any of this at all. No, you're um, just a frog lover. I just I just love seeing kids out there and I just... The teachers, there's probably not a lot of teachers listening at the moment because they're busy doing the work and so there hasn't been a big hoo-ha about this particular program for two reasons. The people that are recipients are actually out there doing the work 
right now. And also, there's probably been a gag uh, order on, on people who are actually working in this industry. That's right. There would be people uh, who, who pull their wages from government coffers and probably yes. are not in a position to say anything. I'm glad you are speaking on their behalf, Johnny. Thank you. Yeah, nice to talk to you. And it is one of these little issues that deserves some attention. Give us a call, will you? Uh, not just about Ribbons of Blue, but about your experience going to, going down, I said pond, but really for me it was the creek, going down the creek. Talk to Jeff now, one three hundred triple two seven twenty. So yes, 11 staff members have lost their jobs. Three people will try and keep the program available, but they won't have the resources to be able to have direct contact with schools. Chris, good morning to you. Good morning, Jeff. How are you, mate? Yeah, not bad. you take the kids out yesterday? I did, yeah. Look, um, the school, the primary school where my daughters go, they actually have a wetland which is close to them. And uh, the amount of information that comes back via the, my daughters uh, after a visit to the wetland is, is phenomenal. Those teachers are doing a fantastic job. Um, yesterday, I took the girls out to uh, our small little farm block and... Uh, these girls are girly girls. They, uh, you know, eek at the sight of mud. And, well, by the end of the day, I couldn't get them out of the bloody creek. <laughs> I had one, uh, one girl fell in the dam, a brand-new dam that had been dug and got stuck in the clay. Well, uh, uh, Chris, Chris, just hang on a minute. Now, you've raised two things that are fantastic. I really love your fact that you said your girly girls wouldn't get out there and, and everyone in the community goes, see, that's why this is a good idea. And then you said someone fell in the dam. They didn't. <laughs> they weren't at risk or anything, were they? No, no, no. They were at no risk at all times I was with them. I had one dam, one in the dam and then uh, ten minutes later one fell in the creek. But the point that I'm making is once they get over that girly girl bit and they get in there and start having a look around and start putting into practice what they've learned at school, yeah. um, they, they don't want to get out. They enjoyed it. We found tatties, we found frogs, we found tatties with legs, we found... Wrigglers, we found mosquito uh, larvae, and and the the amount of information that the girls already knew and could tell me that was it was really good, it was uh, surprising, fa fantastic, and I can hear that enthusiasm in your voice too, Chris. Morning, Colin. Hello, Colin. Turn that radio down, my friend. Hello. Hello, Colin. You're talking to Jeff. G'day, Jeff. Uh, listen, I'm just ringing up in support of the comments from uh, Johnny Profumo. Firstly, let me say. If you want a good night out, you uh, you need to go and see one of his presentations. Um, secondly, we've been involved with Ribbons of Blue down here in the Mandra area for the last couple of years, and it will be an absolute disaster if that program is dissolved. And what will you lose, Colin? We'll lose the skills of the of the operator down here, yeah. and and she's a very qualified person, ex CSIRO. Yes. And you'll also lose the good work that that all these operators have done with the school kids. And this is a bit like bike helmets. You put a bike helmet on a child when they're the first when they first step onto a push bike, and it's it's understood they wear it forever. And and if you get kids involved in the environment from the very first time that they go to school or even earlier, it's with them forever. So it's an education program, but it, if they dissolve it, it will never get started. Well, it'll, it'll be low priority to mm. be started again. Mm. And John raised an issue on funding, and I understand that this was a federally funded program. Yes. However, I get my water corp bill the other day, and, and they're a separate subject. In my water corp bill, I've got a glossy handout from a monopoly 
who's sponsoring the WA Symphony Orchestra. Now, how much do they sponsor them for and how much does the glossy cost? That, that money for that, for example, would be better put into assumption, something like Ribbons of Blue. Colin, great to hear from you. Thank you. Hi, Sharon. Hi. Um, I just wanted to comment that I have um, two boys who are in Cub Scouts. Yeah. And for the last several years, being part of the Ribbons of Blue program is all very much a very important part of the Scout program, especially for boys who um, and children who are aged between 7 and 10. Yeah, what do they have to do? Why is it so important, uh, Sharon? Besides, besides, I mean, my, my eight-year-old has just set up an insect zoo. Um, he's got a worm farm, a compost bin. He has to help do eight hours of tree planting this year. Yes. Um, he also has to go down and help reclaim um, um, uh, ponds. He also has to go down and do a, um, an insect count and a bug count. They have to go down and observe the birds that are there. They have to go down and look at the different plants that are growing around the swamp areas. And all of these things, they have to actually do the writing associated, the research associated. And without the Ribbons of Blue program, for children like mine who are in Midland, mm. to actually get them out of the city environment and yeah. down to a pond and get wet and dirty and muddy and learn about what's actually there. And even my son on the weekend, um, yesterday we went to a pond and he commented about the pollution that was there and how we couldn't find certain bugs and insects and when were the frogs starting to breeding and how many fish there were. And none of these things would have occurred if I hadn't taken him as a, as a, a, a three-year-old and four-year-old and a five-year-old with his brother, who's in, who was in Cub Scouts, mm. along to the Ribbons of Blue program. I tell you what, Sharon, this sounds like a small crusade that we all need to get on the back of a white horse, I reckon. We certainly do, and we need to have someone or somewhere that we can send emails to or letters to yeah. or something too to say that you know we support the program and it should be up and running Sharon I'm going to keep I'm going to put you you back to uh, Tash we're going to keep your your number because that is a what a that's a compelling argument hello Steve hi how are you the world of tadpoles Steve tadpoles and not well we're, just, we're a bit worried about the tadpoles we've collected them about sort of about three or well, no probably about six weeks ago now yeah. and they're getting bigger and bigger yeah but they're not growing any legs we just sort of wondered if there's an expert out there that could tell us what we're doing wrong. Well, Steve, the frogman's not here, but I think there might be an issue these days too that, that when it comes to collecting taddies, I think you're not meant to keep them these days, I Steve. know, I know. And I mean, I'm not going to have you prosecuted. We, we woke up this morning. Yeah. Uh, we're up in Kalamunda as well, and then that's why this program really needs to be pushed, especially for the city folk that don't get these sort of uh, opportunities anymore. Yeah. But, like, I uh, woke up this morning, and uh, we had a kookaburra. Um, and he was just sitting around, keeping his eye on these fat tadpoles, looking very hungry. So, uh, yeah, <laughs> we, we, we think we'd better put them back pretty soon. Steve, thank you very much.